Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Yes, that's us every single week talking about your money, why it's important, and how you can do better with it. And the telephone number is 855 935 8255. 855 935 Talk. If you call and ask a question, we're going to give you a free ticket to one of our three classes coming up in Linwood, Bellevue, or Tacoma, and that is uh, September 17th, 18th, or 21st. All of those are at TalkingRealMoney.com, so take advantage of that. You get an education. It's uh, a great way. to The class is normally $10, but you can get it absolutely free. So uh, we'll figure out what happened to Don. He got disconnected on his trip across the country, but in the interim, let's go to the phones. And Jerry now joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Jerry. Hi, can you hear me all right? I hear you just fine. How can we help? Oh, uh, a couple questions. Do you see anything different in the aggregate of the economy uh, between the president and Elon Musk um, making comments that change the market? So tell me more about, so we got Don back, but so you're saying, yeah. uh, I want to make sure I understand your question. If, if, if people, if, if no matter who people are, whether they're big rocks or little rocks in the aggregate of our economy, when they when they affect the stock market like they do, isn't that like manipulation? It's temporary. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it. yes, it can. As a matter of fact, Elon Musk was... Uh, he got sanctioned by the with, Securities and Exchange yeah, Commission he, for doing he, that. He yeah. was charged with trying to manipulate the price of his stock. Now, when it comes to manipulating the price of a stock, that is illegal. Yeah. An individual stock, if you are an insider mm-hmm. and you use insider information to try to move the value of your stock, that's illegal. But for someone, even someone in a powerful position like the chairman of the Fed or the president of the United States to say things that move markets... That's just part of the process. But bear in mind that the that state, the market reacts to what it thinks might happen in the future. It does, though, occasionally react to immediate stimuli. But that effect, it, because you've got billions of trades happening, that effect is very quickly dampened as others come in with knowledge of the reality or the potential reality of the situation. So you can't really, you can't, you can't reduce the, 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 the noise that surrounds the stock market. It's always been there. It will always be there. But the stock market, eventually, the shock absorbers kick in, all those bodies out there, and it smooths it out. But you could trade if you knew, for example, the president was going to have a news conference after his meeting today in the yeah. G, whatever it is. Uh, you could trade on that. I mean, That's but, legal. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So does that answer your question? I'm not sure yeah, we no, did. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking because of like futures and stuff, whether that yeah. does affect that. Hey, the other thing I wanted to ask you is I've always heard, because I've, I've got like a certain percentage towards my retirement, um, they say um, you, if 70% is you of what you're making at the time 
when you leave your job is usually enough, you know. And I, I got health care costs, so I, I would kind 70% of seventy percent of your income. You mean replacing seventy percent of your yeah. current income? Yeah, I find that and, to be low, by the way. Yeah, and I'm yeah, not a big fan of that, rules of that, thumb. That used to be like the minimum, but I've heard people go a little bit either way. On Here's that. the way it but, generally goes if you look at the actual numbers. It generally is, and again, this is. There isn't it's anybody keeping track. Yeah, there's anybody writing, but it's generally somewhere between eighty-five and ninety percent early on. Because when you start, when you retire, you're kind of the go-go years, right? You're going and doing things. Then it usually starts to slow down the spending a little bit, and then sometimes it can pick up at the end of your life because you have health care issues healthcare. that may require other money. Does that answer your question? Yeah, because because the, the Social Security thing is what I'm wondering about, right? Like, you know, whether I take that or not, because I would be making like a lot more if I took it now at 62 than I'm making my retirement. So I'm like at 84 percent right now. But yeah, but you're giving like, up so much. You're giving up eight percent a year plus inflation all those years. And if you're in your early 60s, actually, if the number is if you reach 65. The expect the odds are are pretty decent that you're going to live another twenty to twenty five years. Once you start getting beyond about seventy eight or seventy nine, the, the lines cross. You would have cost yourself a lot of money. We mentioned this last hour. It's thirty three point four trillion dollars that people are leaving on the table by taking Social Security too early. So I would advise you to be very careful about taking Social Security any time before full retirement age and maybe even looking wait until age 70. Okay, well, I know that helps me out because that's what I was when, when I heard you talk about it. I was t- thinking about it yesterday. So, Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much You're for the phone welcome. call. Yeah, that, this is it's still the number it's more than half of america that wakes up at age 62 and takes social security it's not a good decision generally again if you if you die at 68 yeah that was a good decision but if you start living to your mid 70s and beyond that's a bad decision and here's another one if you're married and your spouse is going to inherit your benefit because it's going to be larger than yours it really makes sense to wait then and you know, since I'm married to my fair lady, I I'm working. I'm a work till I'm set. I say I call her that because she's out at the fair like forever now. But anyway, I'm working my, till seventy. Oh my fair hey, lady! I like that. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe she was acting, doing her little Cockney thing. You know, <laughs> with a little bit of luck. There you go. Which is all you can go all far. Eight five five nine three five. Talk with a little bit of luck, you can get tickets to our class too. Just give us a call. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Schwab actually sat down and did the numbers based on... um, on some social security calculators you're talking about charles schwab here charles schwab and they looked at the difference between taking early social security at age 62 yep and taking it at 70 yep and it's interesting though it if if you have a, a family without a lot of longevity you know you you are not confident you're going to live past 80 yeah, no, you, I, you're better off taking it early. I, I always say If that, you're going right. to live past 80, then you're better off waiting until 70. The, and I will That's mention, the break even. I will mention one thing about the family history part is that generally we are now living longer. 
generally. Yes, we are. So to say my grandfather and mine did, well, I had a grandfather died at 61, one that lived till like 80, but I'd be very careful about that because generally we're living longer and you're going to need the money. It's all this, it's a guessing game. It is. Yeah, there isn't isn't one right. It's a guessing game. Correct. It's like when we're going to talk, at some point we'll talk about long-term care insurance and how, how, what a big guessing game it is. Really hard to know. It's all a guessing game. But right now, uh, our number is 855-935-TALK. We welcome, we enjoy, we love taking questions from you. And we'll bring you to one of our classes so we can educate you even more coming up in September for free if you call the show today. and uh, Call it live while we're on Como. Yep. 855-935-TALK is the number. And we've got Michelle standing by. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Good. How can we help you? Good. Hey, so I have a simple IRA through my company, and they are putting this money through Merrill Lynch. And I'm, I don't, I've never been a fan of Bank of America, um, and I know that Merrill Lynch was part of Bank of America, but since it was my company and the guy who was working, I guess the broker, I don't really know what to call him, is a friend broker. of you got it the right. boss, um, the broker. Okay, so um, we, he went through this guy. So now, how do I know if he is a fiduciary? How do I know that he is really working in my best interest? He's not. We can tell you He's not. Okay. He's not. Well, he does what I want, but I don't know... You know, I don't know if my money could be working harder somewhere else. Well, but let me ask you, and this this will... Michelle, this will determine, really, to determine whether... Because doing what you want is not acting in your best interest. Doing what mm-hmm. you want may be contrary to your best interest because most of us as investors don't really know what we want. Give me an example of how it's invested. What's it in? Uh, it's in like Vanguard and um, and then there's a few stocks that I had uh, wanted him to purchase. And so he purchased those ones and um, that was more... Um, uh, because they were something that I just saw that I wanted. They were, and these uh, are in your simple IRA. Yes, you have individual individual stocks in yes. your simple IRA. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not yes. that, Michelle. That what he did was not acting in your best interest. Because let me tell you, an advisor who really does act in your best interest would inform you at least that buying individual stocks is gambling, not investing. That is, a, it is a high risk pursuit. And if you want to pursue it, you're doing it at your own risk. It is a risky proposition. And so every time I ask him to buy more, he should be telling me that's probably not the best idea, you know. Yeah. That's what a fiduciary would do. Else, he, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, and by the so way, if I make... I even I make, I make a recommendation. Here's an easy one for you, because almost guaranteed in that simple IRA, there is probably a target date fund from a major provider of some kind. I bet that Don's wagon is headed. No, they pretty it's, much no, have it's because, to now. because it's a brokerage account. You could probably get it, but okay. be careful. She just, could get a Vanguard target date product. And that's though, what probably. I would do in this situation. It would be easy, it's simple, and you know it's going to be low cost. You're not going to be tempted to buy Microsoft or Boeing or Costco or whatever individual company. I would simply own the, the Vanguard target date fund for whatever you think you're going to retire. Oh, I see. Okay. 
That I wouldn't sense. mess around with it. It, it alleviates the temptation of doing anything. It's all done, and it's at a lower cost than than probably the rest of the offerings. Mm. Okay. So where would I even start to look for somebody who is a fiduciary who's in my best interest? Obviously, it's not Merrill Lynch, and it's not many of these other companies that do this brokerage uh, business. Well, first off, let's so start with... That's that's one of the tricks that we talk about in the class. But let, one of the things you may or may not need a fiduciary advisor right now. It depends really on how much money you have. As Tom said, you can create a portfolio that's pretty much in your best interest by buying the Vanguard target date fund that gets you to the date of your expected retirement. But if you, if you want to, right now you have this simple. The simple is probably stuck with Merrill. Thank goodness it's through Merrill Edge, which is a, a way by which you can get into all kinds of things like Vanguard at little or no fees. So it's, it's, it's a good deal for you. Just make it simpler for you. Look at that target date product and let it adjust your money for you because the broker's not going to do it and the broker's not going to do it right. To find a good one, though, you need to, one, ask, are you a fiduciary? Are you always a fiduciary? Are you always required to act in my best interest? Will you put it in writing? Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And, Tom, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. You know, I worry. I worry too much, but I worry that, when my wife and I finally retire, which is going to be six or seven more years, we're not going to retire with a ton of money. We'll have right around a million dollars, but that's it. And I worry about one of us, you know, sometime between 63 and four and 70 or 72, one of us becoming disabled and not being able to stay home anymore, having to go into a care facility. And all of a sudden the person that is healthy how how quickly will they be penniless? I mean, theoretically, when you got nursing homes that are what four or five thousand dollars a month, more, um, mm-hmm. or more, oh, exactly. Yeah. So, how is there any way to protect that money aside from divorcing the? I mean, what do you do? How do you protect yourself? How do you protect? It's a great, oh. great, great a question. That is no. And you're it's, spot it's, on. You're spot on with the that greatest one. questions of all yep. time elude simple yeah, answers. Right. And this is one of those questions that eludes a certain answer. We have to start by with a, with a little bit of guesswork. One, while a large percentage of seniors end up in some sort of a care facility at some point in their uh, their retirement years, the number who end up in a care facility for more than two years is actually quite low. So. Yes, one of you may end up in long-term care, but it, it it will probably only end up costing you a few hundred thousand dollars or less. Now, there is that possibility that it goes longer. Life is full of risk. There's the possibility that you you are both young, working for a living, and both of you become disabled, and you're on the dole and struggling for the rest of your life. Anything can happen. You need to have enough to self-insure or you need to take a lot of the money you have right now and hand it to an insurance company at really high prices. And that is a question that's not easily answered. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
I want to complete the long-term care thought real quickly because, again, there is no easy answer. There are really about three choices. One, you can go out and spend some of your income on long-term care insurance. Harder to but get today mind, than it was a long, the oh, last 10 years. Much more difficult. Hard to find. We've gone from about 130 firms offering it to about 10 or 12. Gee, I wonder why, but okay. It's ridiculously expensive now. Mm-hmm. People who bought long-term care insurance years ago find that their premiums recently have doubled yep. or more than doubled. Or you can so use the hybrid method where you give them part of your money. And I'm they, not confident in yet. I'm really not because it's, it's very got very soon, limited yeah, benefits. Very early, yeah. It's got very limited benefits. And, you know, in most of those cases, those limited benefits are only going to carry you for a couple of years anyway, which brings us back to number two. You kind of self-insure. You yeah. say, okay, worst case scenario, quarter million, half a million of our money. We're going to, we're going to just tighten our belts and live a far more frugal existence for what's left. Three, you, you drain yourself down to nothing and Medicare kicks yeah. in. Yeah. I've instructed my children just to drag me off into the swamp. It's, it's dense back there. There's a lot of coyotes. I hear them regularly. I, it won't, it won't take long. Or you can go to Oregon. You're calling Oregon a swamp? No, Oregon, because you could you could put yourself down. I see. Uh, That doesn't sound good. Okay. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Mark, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Mark. Hey, how are you? We're having fun. How can we help you today? Well, you know, I was curious your take on my retirement plan, which is basically through owning rental properties. I'm in the city of Seattle. I've got about a dozen of them. Mortgages paid, just receiving cash flows on them. I'm in my late 50s, and I'm pretty much depending on that as my retirement plan in contrast to right. buying securities, buying insurance policies, etc. I have to ask you a question about this. You have 12 properties. I would assume, are you self-managing or, or do you have a manager? I manage them myself. Okay, now uh, that's a job, isn't it? You know, I've been doing this for quite a while, and it's, uh, you know, I, I'm unconsciously competent at it, so it's really not much of a time commitment, quite frankly. And and, and I, it, I don't do handyman work, so if there's work that yeah. needs to be done, I just have someone else handle it. But I guess what I'm saying is it's not really a retirement plan. It's kind of like going into retirement with a part-time job. Okay, if you wanted to look at it like that. No, I think yeah. it is. I think it's I think it's a business, especially if you have 12 it's of them. You've done it for a and long time. I you know am, what you're doing. I got let no me tell you, I'm a big fan of people going into semi-retirement and having a business yeah. provide their sustenance. But there is you're, you're still, one, you're, you're dependent upon your health to continue to run this business. Let's say your health doesn't allow that, then it won't support you as well because now you're going to have to pay somebody some of what you make to manage the properties. Two, real estate can have catastrophic expenses. You've got all your eggs in one basket, just like any business can get into some sort of trouble. Values can plummet. Properties can fall apart. Uh, you're, you're, your risk is still high. You need to diversify. Well, and I'd add one more risk to that is sort of the risk of liquidity. In other words, if you get to a point where you need money and the market's at a place where you can't sell the properties, 
you would have trouble paying things. That would be, but I, I think that's a great point. Yeah, like we talked about with the long term care. If all your money's tied up in real estate and the Seattle market plummets, and I don't want to hear anybody say that will never, never happen. Here. It'll happen <laughs> someday. Yeah. You can't get at the money to pay for the long term care. But we're but we're fans of owning a business and paying yourself yep. out of that business and running it and, as and part of your portfolio. I guess my only other caveat to that would be is once you start getting another five or six years down the road, either considering having somebody manage those properties for you or having a strategy to sell them off so mm-hmm. that you create the cash that could pay you in a way that the properties might not be able to. That would be my longer term strategy. I think that's good advice. And our number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And real life, because real money is the real fuel for your real existence, and we really want to help you deal with it. Here on Talking Real Money, I'm Don McDonald. Over there's Tom Cock. Actually, I'm in Durango, Colorado, and he's in Seattle, but somehow it works out. I'm looking right at him. The power this of the internet. technology's amazing. It is. It is. Let's see. The number again, 855-935-TALK. Get, uh, call in, get a free ticket or two to one of our upcoming classes, Real Retirement Roadmap, where you're going to learn a lot of cool stuff. Um, and uh, let's go to the phones. Ron, welcome to Talking Real Money. Uh, yes, I, uh, I'm 86 years old, and I, when I was 67, my brother-in-law told me that he had gone to Social Security to see about signing up for it. But he wanted to work until he was 70. He was probably about 63 or 65. And they told him he would wait, he would lose $80,000 to wait until he was 70. So he took the money then. So I went down there to check it out. And they told me that if I started the Social Security then, right then, I was 67, I could, I could get $8,000 back to the 1st of January. As a bonus, but also they said I would lose $80,000 if I waited till I was 70. Well, I did start, and uh, I worked until I was 76. I didn't get any credit at all from 67 to 76. And you paid tax on a lot of the money they they were making. They lied to me about it. Yeah. They lied (laughs) to me about it. And so now I'm, of course, uh, drawing Social Security. Uh, it's not bad, but it could have been better. That's it would have been better. Horrible advice. And, 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 yeah, that, that's been terrible better. advice. And, but it was a long time ago. Maybe the help was worse back then. I don't know. My help was good. No, no, I, help. no, the help at the social, the workers Advisors. at the Social Security office. Oh. I think well, they these days I've heard was, they give pretty good advice. That's that's what we that's what we've been told. I found but, out later that I should have gone back and turned the money in that I got yeah. for a short period of time and then canceled the Social Security and waited until I was retired. And then I would have been yeah. way yeah. ahead. Yes, you would have been. You absolutely would have been. Thanks for sharing that with us. We really appreciate yeah, I mean, it, Ron. Uh, I mean, generally, by the way, generally, it makes sense to wait to take Social Security. I don't know you. I don't generally. know your family. I don't know whether you need the money, all those things. But generally, y- you end up with more 
if you wait. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. I think that's very fair. 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call, 855-935-8255. By the way, back in the news, I thought he'd retired. He had spent some time away for a while, but then he's back. He, He used to promote real estate. He used to promote covered calls i think it was or something he covered had some call oh, you're talking about wade cook yeah he had some program where you're going to make 20 percent a month that all oh, got yeah, 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 yeah he had the book and anyway he's now i think this is right i got it i actually i'm on some list i got an email it didn't get trapped out but here it says hey this is one of the fastest ways to leverage in all caps the wealth potential from the multi-billion dollar crypto markets and he's writing covered call options on on bitcoin i don't know he's showing members step by step how to take advantage of this disruptive technology and earn a full-time income within 90 days Mm -hmm. please don't do this i wish he wouldn't do this but, I, I'm on his website, and it looks to me like he's still pushing covered call writing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought I read once. I think I got another email from him once saying he'd retired. But I... Uh, it doesn't look uh, like it. It's hard, to keep a, it's hard to keep a good crook down. He's had his issues over the years. So please don't... And Go you know we can actually we can actually call him Wade Crook with impunity because he is a convicted felon. Yes, he is. But now remember, he didn't go to prison for stealing anybody's money. He went no. well, other than the taxpayers' money. The went taxpayers' money, but tax that's, fraud. But and the and, way and he crooked tells it, actually crooked doesn't mean stealing. Yeah, it means dishonest. True. Yeah, he and, and he the story he tells that I was just a guy in the middle. You had my tax lawyer over there. You had the IRS over here. Oh, I didn't he, know what was going on. Way, so. Along the way, he signed all kinds of consent oh, decrees. I'm not defending him. I'm simply, simply putting it out there. Putting it uh, out there. So, no. I, pay, but, pay no attention to the crook behind the camera. So don't. He's doing, he's doing video things. And oh, is he? Okay. And, I just, when uh, I got this email, I thought, really? I mean, isn't he a little late to this? Isn't that like something you did three years ago or something? I don't know. Crypto? Maybe it's coming back, okay. or maybe not. I haven't checked the kinda... price of Bitcoin lately, so. Oh, I got to do that before we come back. I'm I'm going to check Bitcoin. We're going to have a Bitcoin update when we come back. 855-935-TALK is our number. Get a free ticket or two to one of our upcoming classes and get answers to your nagging financial questions. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information, TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Give us a call. Get tickets to a class. The number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call during the show. You'll get the tickets. But you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we'll take your questions, use them on a future podcast. Bitcoin update. Yes. Bitcoin update. Well, you know, stocks ended the week badly last tough, week. Tough, down, especially tough Friday, yeah. Down about 2.5%. Well, Bitcoin, not to be outdone, <laughs> decided it needed to go down 4 and a third percent Wow, one day, huh? One day, Woo. down $445 of Bitcoin. But imagine if you're using leverage, that really would have worked out well for you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on the wrong side yeah, of the trade. <laughs> but 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 to put things in perspective, it's mm. not nearly as bad as those who bought in in December of 2017, who saw their investment decline in a year by about from well twenty thousand to sixteen thousand, dropped seventy five percent. Yeah, 
in about a year, 75%. Then this year so far... A, you could safely call that a bear market, yes. Yeah, Bitcoin's up 166% this year, year to date. Hence the interest. Here's the thing about Bitcoin. I keep coming back to this. Okay, Bitcoin's been around for a while, and all the Bitcoin freaks, the crypto crazies, keep saying, one of these days, you're going to eat your words. You're going to be using Bitcoin every day. Have you used, have you ever used a Bitcoin? I Didn't I plug one into the uh, music? The, the No, I've never used one. That was a real coin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bitcoin is imaginary. Yeah. Sorry, no, I've never you used can't it. plug a Bitcoin into the jukebox because they don't know what a Bitcoin is. <laughs> who uses Bitcoin regularly? Name a group in the world who uses Bitcoin regularly. Uh, criminals? That's the only one. Malware people? Well, they're criminals. Okay. All right. Doubling up. Right? Yeah, I mean, think about it. Name a second group that uses Bitcoin Mm, regularly. I don't. That's a good question. No. There aren't Fugitives. (laughs) Criminals. (laughs) Exactly. So what you're saying is, but there was a pizza shop in like New Hampshire that was taking it. I I said There's always somebody. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Not a group. Generally, generally, are pizza consumers... Big users of Bitcoin. I really don't know. I, does Domino's take it? Don't think so. <laughs> no, Papa that. John's? No. Nah. You know, d- does Amazon take Bitcoin? No. Target? No. Don't McDonald's, do. where you're taking your brother out to a I fancy dinner? No. More importantly, the U.S. government doesn't take it. So, Although they are very Nobody. interested now in those of you that have made money on Bitcoin because they want to make sure you're paying tax on that. Right. I did so see now they issued a letter you, recently on that. So. You got to pay tax on your 166% gain on something that is totally nebulous. I don't, to this day, I still don't get crypto. I think it's crazy. You can call us right now and tell us how we're wrong about that. 855 935 talk. Oh, and and they they say, would you just, it's, and they make those noises like that. (laughs) They're stuck. No, what they do, what they do is they say, well, it's a trend of the future. It's not really the Bitcoin. It's the blockchain. Yeah, well, blockchain is a a technology that does actually work. Sure, but it's not a coin. No. You know, if Pablo Escobar can invent his own Bitcoin. That's his brother. Come on. Oh, that's right. It wasn't Pablo who was dead already. Yeah, he was dead. But his brother's got one that's red hot. Bitcoin, Bitcoin light. I forget what the name of the one the, his brother had was. Come on, it was no, it was like Escobar no. Bitcoin or something. No, it was Bitcoin Lite. No, honest to goodness, it, okay. it, yes, it was. I'll take. Your Wait a minute. What, what? Let's see. I'm going to look it up because the their prices are still up here. <clears throat> let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Diet Bitcoin. Okay, and you know what? If I'm going to make an investment, I'm going to send it to the Escobars. They're trustworthy bunch, right? No problem. Well, and who wants a diet Bitcoin? It's even less of a Bitcoin than Bitcoin. It's all Bitcoin, Bitcoin but may less. have calories. Diet Bitcoin has none. But tastes great, right? Diet Bitcoin, its recent price. <laughs> how, how far down has it plunged? No, I'm sorry. I went to their website, and it's got a picture of Medellin and a picture of, of the, uh, the Escobar brother. <laughs> The living brother. I'm sorry. Uh, they even have their their logo is a lot like the logo for Diet Coke. They even stole that. Uh, let's see. It's the what Diet uh, Pepsi D- wasn't available or something. DDX. No, they somebody already had that. Oh, okay. DDX. 
crypto. I can't even find a quote for the thing anymore. Yeah, I bet it's not it's, even traded. Um, DDX is it's, its all symbol. on that island that the fire festival took over. I think still sitting there. Oh, here we go. Diet Bitcoin is okay. Ready? It's whereas a, a regular Bitcoin, you can see why it's lighter and fewer calories. <laughs> Diet regular Bitcoin is ten thousand dollars a Bitcoin, give yeah. or take. Mm-hmm. Diet Bitcoin is going right now. It's soared from point zero 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 two dollars a Bitcoin. Point zero zero two. One thousandths. No, one thousandths. Yeah, two. Yeah, zero. Yeah, zero. two yeah. one thousandths of a dollar, mm -hmm. all the way up to nine one thousandths of a dollar on one day, August eighteenth. It soared up to uh, uh, a teeny tiny fraction of. Can't you? It, I'm sure it's not market manipulation. No. Yeah, and you want to not again. With, you want to make sure you're on the right side of that trade. And the total value now of all there were supposed to be hundreds of millions of them in value, the total value of every Diet Bitcoin outstanding, the market cap of mm -hmm. Diet Bitcoin, is $2,709.12. So you could buy the whole market for 3000 You could buy the whole market wow. for less than When was the last time you could say that about anything? Come on. 24-hour volume, $940 worth of Bitcoin. When was the last time you could? That's, that's, no, that's... All right. Well, no one called about yeah. that, so apparently you've answered all of your critics about Bitcoin. I have. Yeah. Oh, and, and one other thing. I did want to touch on one other thing about uh, uh, long-term care insurance. Yes. No, this is important. Okay. I was uh, checking the numbers. And this is the, this is where you the, you got to calculate this in your own life. The average amount of time spent in long-term care in America is about two years. That's the, the average. average. That's the higher average. than I would have thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's 1.5 years for men because we usually die faster. 2.5 years for women. That does sound like two but years, yes. the percentage of people who will need long-term care for longer Who's than five years. Who's the source on this? This is Morningstar. Okay. The percentage of people that need it, yes. Long-term care for longer than five years. Longer than 14. five years. Okay. Yeah. So one 14%. out of six. One out of six or so. Yeah, okay. One out of seven. One out of seven. Yeah, okay. All right, well, so it's... One out of seven. But this is, again, this is the trade-off that, that, like a lot of things in your life, there are people that just want to know this is taken care of. That article that, that we read today had the woman that, that was, uh, she was she widowed? But she was divorced, maybe, and she just wa didn't want to be dependent on her daughter to take care of her, wanted to be able to check the box. And what she found was she bought a traditional policy back in the day, and now her her premium is doubled, and she can't afford it. That's the problem. Oh, and um, that's one of the reasons why I'm afraid. To, I, I don't want to suggest that people go out and buy any kind of long-term care because you don't know what the future is going to hold for that. And we have to factor in one other thing that I don't think people think about. And this was the thing with Social Security you mentioned, the longevity. We're living longer, which is part of the problem with long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's there been are, huge. Yeah. For example, there are some there's some very promising potential treatments for Alzheimer's coming out. Yeah. That's a big percentage of long, long, long-term sure. care. Yep. A big a percentage. Mm -hmm. We have all kinds of electronic and technological innovations that may make home care far more value, uh, viable and effective. So, changing. I, I'm I'm becoming a big fan of saving a lot of money as much as you can, and then self-insuring. Tom and Don are talking real.
real money. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you want to find out how to build that wealth without worrying about all the volatility of the stock market, how to build the wealth you're going to need to enjoy a more secure retirement where you might even be able to take care of your own long-term care should something happen, make sure you attend one of our classes coming up, Real Retirement Roadmap, in Tacoma, Linwood, or Bellevue. You can get your tickets now at TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com. And uh, to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the $5 off code. This is only good until Monday. You can get $5 off your ticket, so it'll make it only $5. Use the discount code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 